Welcome back. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome in to everybody on the network. Some breaking news, and it's out of the uh, tragedy from yesterday down in Kansas City. And for all the speculation, again, going into our rumors run rampant theory, uh, they have got uh, three. Yesterday's shooting started as a dispute. They won't say what kind of a dispute it was. I won't elaborate, and I won't speculate. They said it started as a dispute between three teenagers, all packing heat. They have recovered numerous guns. Uh, they, uh, have them, in, they have them in custody. Uh, there was video of one being, as he was running away after shooting and firing at others, uh, he got tackled by bystanders. And kudos to them, by the way, for saying enough's enough and taking them down. Uh, but, yeah, it's teenagers. Teenagers with illegal guns is what they were stating. And um, handguns and automatic weapons. And they started the, the, all of this. It was a dispute with these teenagers. And that's what led to all of this. So just that was the update just a little while ago from the Kansas City Police Department reading that out of uh, the uh, couple of the news outlets down in KC. So uh, for those that were wondering what was going on and the big conspiracy and, and such, it's that's what it was. So I don't know if they were in a gang. I don't know if they had a dispute of, of some type regarding anything specific. I, I They just said it was a dispute between teenagers who had guns. Uh, they didn't say that all of them were illegal, but they were illegal because they were teenagers handling weapons. And they opened fire on one another and hitting people around them. And that's kind of what happened. It's just, it's, it's, you know, I'm going to say this for just a minute. I want, I, you know, I apologize, but you watch the people in New York City that basically jumped a cop and they're out on bond and bail like right away. You watch stuff like this go down and you want to treat teenagers with kid gloves. Um, there was just a, uh, a shooting that took place where the teenager's mother recognized him and called him in and said, called it in and said, that's my son. And she said, he's been in and out of jail. He doesn't even take it serious anymore. That's my son. He was part of that shooting and had him arrested and he's going to jail for the rest of his life. Things like this have been taken far too light for far too long. The violence in America is mainly due to two things. One is the uh, ability to educate and two It's a very soft, candy-assed judicial system. Nobody wants a jail in their backyard, but everybody wants everybody arrested. And it's time that you got to look into kind of having one or the other. And then you got to treat criminals hard. You just do. There's certain crimes. I get it. You don't treat hard. Other crimes, the violent crimes, the high rate of theft, what you see is with the automobiles and such and risking lives, you got to come down on them, I mean, like a ton of bricks. And it stops it. It begins to stop it. And I think there's a lot of people in this country that are just tired of the blank, just tired of it. And that's why there's such high tensions right now on both sides of the fence because people are just tired of it. And everybody's looking for somebody to blame. Quit blaming everybody. Start to look at the actual problem and fix it instead of pointing the finger to say, well, it's not my problem. They created it because that's all we hear anymore. And that's when I go back to the media, rather than reporting the actual news, they all have opinions and they have to put panels together and they have to talk about it and have legal analysts and strategists and all the crap that goes on. It's all a lie. 
It's all a lie to you and me. It's all a lie because nobody's doing really a damn thing. And so I, there's, that, that's, my, that's my whole spiel of the day. I don't delve into politics too often, but it's just like this is just out of hand, man. Which would, Like what was going on in Milwaukee last year with the amount of car thefts and shootings? It's like, come on. Come on. You couldn't even go down. Downtown used to be a beautiful place to go, a fun place to go. And now I find myself getting out of the car and looking around. I, I find myself going into a parking lot. And if I see somebody just kind of standing around and hanging out anymore, I don't go there. I won't frequent that. I'll still go to the places I love to go to, but I'm much more. And I and Kristen and I were getting out of the car a couple of weeks ago, and we looked at each other and said, we never used to do this down here. We never used to do this. But that's what the city's become. You know, you go all the way back to the shooting in the Deer District after the playoff game. You know, it's just when you catch them, you jail them, and they go away for a long time period. So anyway, that's it. We'll be back to sports and back to happier things now, at least to better things from what we, what we can tell. Uh, 877-867-1670, If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, this one's from our buddy, Steve. He said, you had mentioned yesterday, uh, the impact of Ellie Dela Cruz that he had on the Reds last year and came out of nowhere. Do you think that Jackson Churio could perhaps have the same type of impact on the Brewers at some point this year, as far as the Packers are concerned, I agree that safety, O-line, and edge are some of the highest priorities. I see them uh, taking a running back in the middle of the late rounds and finding another gem like they did with Aaron Jones. All I know is that Goody has his scouting team, and they've done one hell of a job last year, and hopefully they hit to pay dirt again this year. That's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Steve, appreciate the email. Um, Churio, yes, but I, I not just Churio. Going back to what I said about a guy like Sal Freelich, Garrett Mitchell, Churio, yes. There's a lot of guys on this team, on this Brewers team, that I think that can kind of uh, ignite excitement, for lack of a better term. I just do. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for a lot of reasons. I'm excited to see what the youth brings. That's first and foremost. But if the youth pans out, think about the future. Think about all the guys, all the players they have under contract on and controllable contracts for the time being. Think about a guy like Uribe. You know, if Uribe pans out and he can become either a good middle reliever or maybe a setup man in that bullpen, think about the back end of the bullpen. Suddenly you've got that one-two punch again, you know, or three if you really want to consider Piamps that guy as well. But if Uribe can give you an inning or two, Piamps gives you the eighth, Devin Williams gives you the ninth, then you're talking about a team that really, in essence, only has to get to the sixth inning with a lead and then they can shut it down. It's not guaranteed, but you've got a pretty good one, two, three punch. You know, so I'm excited for Uribe. I'm excited for Freelick. I'm excited for Mitchell. I'm excited for Cheerio. I mean, you can go on and on. I'm excited to see what Joey Weimer comes back with this year. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm excited to see what Bryce Terang comes back with this year. If Bryce Terang and Joey Weimer start to hit the ball with the defensive prowess they have, holy crap, is this team suddenly good. You know, and if Hoskins gives you the numbers along with, and if say Willie Adamas, he doesn't get traded. Let's just say he doesn't get traded. If Willie Adamas doesn't get traded and his power numbers remain the same, but he begins to hit for average and it doesn't affect his defense the way it kind of offensively it did last year, think about this team. Now, yeah, they don't have Woodruff and they don't have Burns, and that's a shame. But this team might, might be able to just outpower you and outscore you when needed. That, that's exciting you, for two reasons. One, it's exciting because it equates to wins. 
But secondly, it's exciting because it's an exciting brand of baseball. Last year, when the young guys came up, and either when they hit a home run or they're powering one down the left or right field line, <clears throat> excuse me, it's bouncing off the wall. You got guys turning doubles into triples. You got people standing on their feet, cheering and yelling. Guys going head first. Here comes the throw. They beat it, and then they're you know then they're coming home on a on a sacrifice or what have. You. There was an electricity at the ballpark last year. I'd go to games, and there was just it was just a different feeling in that ball. It was exciting. It was fun to watch. So that's what I'm excited about. That you don't have the just grip it and rip it mentality. They're going to win games two to one, three to one. They're going to lose games four to one. They're going to go through this long stretch of where they're going to score one, one run, one run, one run, two runs, no runs, no runs, two runs, or they're going to go, you know, thirty-one innings without scoring a run. I don't, I don't necessarily see that consistently throughout a season. I'm excited about what this season holds. So that's where I'm at with Brewers baseball. I, I now. It's kind of the way my buddies feel about De La Cruz and company down in Cincinnati. They feel the same way. Sat down in St. Louis. I just did a thing with KMOX Radio. St. Louis, they don't feel that way. They got a little bit of young talent, but they got a bunch of old dudes making a lot of money down in St. Louis, and they didn't do much to bolster that team. They're relying on some of their young players to come up and start to bolster that team. But they got a lot of veterans and a lot of money and not a lot of productivity going on down in St. Louis. Pittsburgh, I don't know what the hell's going on in Pittsburgh. That's kind of like the abyss. You know, you just you, you, you see some of the names, you see some of the rankings, you're kind of like, uh, I don't know if Pittsburgh's ever going to be able to figure it out. It's like, what year does Pittsburgh finally – Pittsburgh right now is like the Detroit Lions, you know? They, they just toil away in anonymity. Nobody really cares. You just look at them and go, well, they're just a bad baseball team. At some point, they're going to get a little bit of a run. You're just wondering what year they're going to do it. The Cubs, they've done a little, but their big, their big move in the offseason was bringing in Craig Council to analytic, analytically push a lot of the right buttons, which, by the way, condolences to uh, Craig Council and his family. His mom passed away, in case you didn't know. So, as a matter of fact, I, I texted back and forth with him last night. But, uh, but yeah, his mom passed away. I didn't, even, I didn't even know that until I read it in the paper. So, anyway, but I, that's why I'm excited about Brewers baseball. That's, that's what's getting me. What gets you excited for Brewers baseball, Grant? Because you're a baseball enthusiast. Oh, what gets me excited for Brewers baseball? I'm really excited to watch Jackson Cherio this year, and I'm really excited to watch Reese Hoskins. We actually have a first baseman that can hit with a little bit of pop for the first time in forever. Yeah. So I think those are the two names that get me most amped this year. Yeah, I uh, I'm excited for for the young guys, the youth, and the energy that they brought last year. I I thought it was great. I th- I loved watching the families in the stands. I. I loved it when Garrett Mitchell came up and had the fast start to his season, and then when he finally came back from the shoulder injury and still uh, produced a couple of times. He unfortunately wasn't on the postseason roster, but still produced a couple of times and just kind of picked up where he left off. That was exciting when Free- Sal Freelick came up. He had that monster, monster day in the bigs to kind of announce his presence. That was fantastic. Family going nuts. He's banging against the wall, rolling around in the dirt out there in the warning track hauling in fly balls. I mean, it was, that was fun. That was great to see, you know? Uh, I, just, I just enjoyed last season in a lot of different ways, and I'm hoping that that energy, that spirit, that kind of continues coming up into this year. Uh, 877-867-1670, if you want to find us, feel free. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, go ahead and give us a shout. Uh, this one's from Terry. Terry says, uh, hey, Bill, 100% agree. I thought South Freelick's entr- entrance into the big leagues was spectacular. They did go through some growing pains, let's not forget, but I thought Craig Council did a great job of putting them in the right place at the right time. 
to be successful. Uh, look for this team only to get better. If they keep it all together, this is going to be like when those fun boys and the fun bunch came up. And then he goes through the list of Prince Fielder, Ryan Braun, Corey Hart. He says, Billy Hall, J.J. Hardy. And, you know, uh, he says even going back to when they brought up the Olympian and uh, he was a Ben Sheets was able to come in and ignite this team, although they didn't have the same success. Hopefully this team does. Uh, 100%. There's reasons to be excited. There really is. It's um, I still would love to see them figure out what it is they're going to do with third base and have that depth, but I don't expect anything really to happen. I think they're – unless there's some kind of a trade made to bolster more of the rotation, I don't see them making another move. Although this week and next would be the weeks they would do it. Usually, if you're going to make a move and, and you're going to sign somebody that's out there that's floating around right now, you probably are going to do it in the next couple of weeks. So if there's anything else to be done, look for it in the next, I don't know, 10 to 14 days. And then then that's it. Then that'll be it. 877-867-1670. Stay right where you're at. Got a lot more to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends down at TheNiceAsh.com. Starting tonight, music, entertainment. They've got some good stuff going on down there. They've got music all week long, Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. All kinds of different flavors of hookahs. Big walk in humidor, but the best part about it is they have a good whiskey and bourbon selection. they got a lot of local craft brews on tap down there. They special uh, they, every month. They have a different craft brewery in the area. They really support local. So if you're looking for some of those, head down there. They've got all the national brands for sure. But if you really want somebody that supports local and you support them, that's TheNiceAsh.com. TheNiceAsh.com, 323 West Main Street, downtown. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael's show. Good to have you. And this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Veterans America, and they are helping out veterans every day, whether it's your your first home or uh, an existing home, a uh, mortgage, a refi, whatever it happens to be. They are the top VA lender for home buyers, and uh, whether you're in the military. Uh, a veteran or a family member, they can help you out. But you got to call. Call my buddy James, James Mercado, 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. And um, no, no down payments, no PMI, looser credit requirements, and they do a lot of governmental guarantees with a lot of different possibilities for you because they there's a lot of commercial stuff out there that acts like it's for veterans, and it's not. And I, I went through a whole um, sit-down with Jim at one point and he kind of showed me, you know, that without getting into all the details, because I'm no expert by any stretch of the imagination, but he kind of said, this is the stuff we clean up. And we usually can get better deals and, and better things uh, because we're certified and we've gone through the actual VA training as opposed to some lenders who say they uh, take care of veterans, but they really don't. 
So uh, give them a shot. Uh, even if you just br- got a brand-new mortgage, you may want to call them and just say, hey, can you do something better for us? And they can give you all the options and say, hey, hang on for three months, six months, nine months, whatever, and this is what we're going to do. But it works. It, it really does. I had a friend of mine who I, I, I honestly uh, advertises with us, and he didn't know about him. And he called and said, oh, my God, he reduced my mortgage payment almost 400 and something dollars because of some of the benefits that the, uh, the lender that I went with, which is supposedly a credit union that talks about, you know, working with the military. Uh, and he said they didn't know what they were doing. This guy knew it. So he ended up getting them 400 and something dollars off a month. And that's big money. Uh, call James, 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. Again, 262-745-3333. That's Veterans America. Uh, this is, uh, this is Jake. Jake says, uh, Hey Bill, great to be, uh, great to be back out of Vegas. Just got home, had a wonderful week out there, much like it looks you did as well. Did you see Mike Clemens post from last night? I did. Did you see, uh, where Mike was last night, Bunny Chance? Was he a hard rock? So no, he ended up going to the neon sign graveyard where they take all the big neon signs from the strip from years gone by and they put them out in the desert and, they plug them in and light them up, and it's this neon sign graveyard. It's from all the old signs from the Strip from years and years and years ago. I mean, even the even the Hard Rock sign from the Hard Rock Casino that is no longer there that they knock they knocked down. They took the neon sign. It goes out to the graveyard of signs, but like the old ones from the old Strip and over on Fremont Street and stuff. So Mike was there, and then Mike went to the Laugh Factory last night to see Rich Little. <laughs> Talk about a name from the blast from the past to see Rich Little. Mike got a couple of pictures of him. Uh, I mean, he looks like Wayne Newton. They're all plastic, but it's uh, it's so interesting. And he was talking about all the impressions and such that he did, and putting up all the old days of Rich Little doing you know Johnny Carson and everything. But yeah, Mike Mike just had a night off and just wandered around Vegas last night. So good stuff from Mike. So yes, I did see it a little bit over on Facebook when I woke up this morning. He said, "I like your thoughts." On Goody and what he's going to do this offseason, I think that they do need to add another outside pass rusher just in case Rashawn Gary doesn't return to form. Um, appreciate the email. I, I don't know if I'm – I mean, maybe if one falls to you in the draft and, there's, and he's there, yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to actively go out and get another outside rusher. You're already paying Gary quite a bit of money. You've got Preston Smith. You drafted Lucas Van Ness. Um, depth is an issue that I will agree with, but I don't. I don't know if I'm going out and buying a veteran free agent to be an outside pass rusher. Where are you going to put him? Are you going to start him? Because I just think Rashawn Gary's going to bounce back and have a better year this year. I mean, the guy was coming off of the ACL MCL injury, and I also think here's the other unknown. What's Halfley going to do? Because Halfley likes to play more aggressive. So how is he going to utilize the pass rush that the Packers already have? I mean, to me, I what you need, to me, what you need up front is a Chris Jones type of player. That big down lineman that can be a game wrecker, that is hard to handle, which then works in conjunction with your outside pass rusher your stand-up outside edge guy. That's 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 kind of what I would look for. But 
yeah, you can add depth there, but I'm not going to go out and do it in the free agent market unless there's somebody that's available that's that mid-level. You know what I mean? But that's not an area uh, that I'm circling as, say, the top three needs. But, yeah, if that guy falls to you in the draft and he's there and that's the best available, you can never have too many players at one position. You just You just can't. We've seen it happen where it just – Every year you're like, wow, we're really loaded here. And then the next thing you know, you've got three injuries and suddenly you're down to the last three guys that you got. And you thought you were plenty. You were stocked, you know, at the beginning of the season. So I, I never, never would I look at it and say, I, I you can't use this guy. Patrick Rick says Patrick Queen would be nice. He would be huge. If Devondre Campbell leaves and Patrick Queen comes in, then it wouldn't that be ironic? Because I thought when the Packers made the trade for Jordan Love when the Packers traded out of that spot. I thought that's the guy they were going to get. Wouldn't it be ironic if they have Jordan Love on this team? He's now come to fruition, and they get a veteran in Patrick Queen who had a pretty solid season last year. Patrick Queen's first year, really good. Second year, eh, a little bit of a down year. Then he got hurt, and then he came back. And so last year, good year for Patrick Queen. You put him alongside you know, Quay Walker, you've got speed, you've got coverability. I would not mind that at all. I would not mind that at all. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, thoughts on that. Uh, let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Rockford. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Bill, great show. Nice to talk Thank to you. you. Um, quick question. I, I want to ask you, uh, whenever a team has, has to get either a new head coach or a new defensive coordinator, a new offensive coordinator, it, t- it kind of sets the team back. Um, it takes some of the morale out. I, I think the guys – I don't know how they felt about Joe Barry, but, you know, guys play for a coach, and uh, they either like him or they don't like him. And then a new, a new guy comes in, and I'm not saying anything about the new uh, defensive coordinator that they hired. The guy's not proven. And, um, you know, if they, I mean, if they brought in a, name, a house name of a guy that was somewhere else that was successful, I'd, I'd have a little more confidence. But I want your opinion on, on how this could uh, actually set the defensive you know, the defense back, it, it, if anything, might they might have a slow start maybe the first six, seven, eight games. Because his system's going to be different than Joe Barry's. I mean, everybody's a little bit different. I'll, I'll hang up, and thanks for taking my call. Okay. Have to no, I, I like the question. There's two things that I, I realize when you change coaches. One is when you change a coach, there is a different enthusiasm because you have a different set of eyes on you. When you change coaches as well, guys become focused because they do have to understand and learn a new system. So it's not always a bad thing. It just takes a little while to absorb the system, so to speak. Uh, and I'll get more into this after we talk to Chuck Freeman. Chuck's joining us uh, here at the bottom of the hour to talk some Brewers baseball. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. I'll get back into the Packers stuff here shortly. Stay tuned. But uh, bring him in now, our guy, Locked On Brewers Podcast. You can see his stuff on YouTube all over the place. And uh, he's probably going to be heading out at some point or another to uh, 
spring training if he's not there on the golf course. Him and Shannon already. That's our guy Chuck Freeman joining us on the hotline. Chucker, what's going on, man? Still, that's half of the fun going out to the golf, right? It's right. Work, but you got to get your golf in too. Yeah, you know, it, it's it. If I can do it, I, I mean, I've done it in the past. It's just when you got to take the clubs. That, that's that's a lot to walk through the airport with. I usually have my one roller bag. I've got the other bag that has all the equipment in it. I've got the shoulder bag that actually has the radio broadcast unit in it. And then I've got my backpack, which has got my life in it. And then I've got the clubs that I'm trying to take along. And sometimes I look like a traveling idiot. So if you've got somebody to well, go with you, that's great. Well, this is where I bring Shannon along. This is what, this there is you she go. Does, you know? There you go. Yeah. She, she's your roadie. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's okay. talk no, about this team. I, I'm a, when are you leaving, by the way? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I got. Go, I'm going to the final four out there, so I'll be going a couple times in the span of a few oh, weeks. Oh wow! Okay. So I got. I got. I got to figure out because I'm also doing some uh, high school play-by-play of the state basketball tournament. So I have to figure on all this. So wow, we'll, we'll figure it all out. But of course, I love going out there. I mean, you leave. Yeah. How, how ironic! The the first day of um, pitchers and catchers technically spo- supposed to report today, and you know we get our first snowfall in like two months. Right. Right, or and month, uh, yeah. the the best part about it is, though, is that the sun came out in my neighborhood, and it's uh, all the concrete is now clear, so everything's pretty much melted except for what's on the top of the tiki hut and the grass. Other than okay. that, everything's clear, so I'm good with that. So, all right, I'm happy that it's getting warmer. Uh, let me ask you, with the uh, the trade they did, the minor trade they did with the Yankees, uh, what does it mean to you? Anything? Uh, nothing. Um, they had DFA'd him anyway, and you know that there, there was there was not much legs to that trade at all i mean he was not going to be part of their plans at all you talk about clayton andrew um yeah. they got joshua quizada back a minor leaguer um uh, but you know andrews made his major major league debut with the brewers this past year 27 years old i i was just surprised that they got anything for him because i just anytime you dfa a guy i look at it when you dfa a guy um designated for assignment that means you no longer want them on your team. And mm-hmm. uh, so if you get a bag of baseballs for somebody like that or anybody, when you DFA guy, it's always, it's always a bonus in my book. So this team, we were talking about this, that there's, you know, rumors floating around out there. The Brewers could possibly give up uh, an outfielder, one of their young outfielders uh, in a move that uh, there's some teams that would be targeting some of the outfielders. My thought is if you're going to get, give up a guy like Sal Freelick, uh, then you're going to want at least a, a good arm in return. That's probably what you're shooting for because maybe they need a space to the outfield to be filled. You need another arm in the rotation. That would be what it is. What do you think the value of, say, a Sal Freelich or a Garrett Mitchell is? Oh, tremendously, uh, especially Freelich. Garrett, I think, too. Mitchell's coming off the injury, and, and we saw him you know, in the later in the year last year. But uh, both of those guys. Now, the crowded outfield spot is very interesting. See, I think a move is going to be made. Because with Jackson Churio in the mix, you know he's going to be the starting center fielder. I think Freelich is going to be in right. I have Yelich playing in left. And then you look at the odd man out is Garrett Mitchell. And, of course, you even want to go further down. You you look at Joey Weimer is an odd man out, though. I think someone is going to get traded. I don't think it's going to be Freelich. Um, obviously, it's not going to be Jackson Churio. I'm still not 100% sold that Christian Yelich is going to be on this team. Not 100% that he's going to be on this team. That Christian Yelich won't be? I'm not 100% sure of that, Bill. Wow, I, okay. I, I, there, there, were, there was rumblings earlier in the winter about Toronto showing some interest. I think if 
Antanasio could get from under that contract, he would do it in a heartbreak. You know, if this was if this was football, Bill, I think they'd ask Christian Yelich to take a significant pay cut at this point. They would. Hmm. The, 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 wow. the, the Packers were, at, were asking Darren Jones to take a pay cut last year. If he's taking a pay cut, Christian Yelich, in football terms, would be taking a pay cut in baseball. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's interesting. That's yeah. I, I I'm not. I've just got a feeling he's not going to be on this team. I don't think he'll finish his career with the Brewers. Let's put it that way. But I I just got this gut feeling that. Man, because you look at the outfield spot, and, and these things always seem to work themselves out. Mm-hmm. But with those names right there, you're going to have Garrett Mitchell coming off the bench? Right. That just seems odd. Well, what I've been thinking is is that you're going to see Cheerio and Mitchell mm-hmm. and Freelick playing the outfield. You're probably going to see most of the time Christian Yelich, so they can save the body. He's going to be DHing. He maybe plays 30 to 40 games in the outfield this season. And then you've got your starters and Terang over at second and, and well, it depends on what they do with Willie Adamas, but he's most likely going to be your shortstop for right now. We'll wait and see. And then uh, Hoskins over at first, and then we'll fill in third base, which whatever direction they should go. And then Contreras behind mm-hmm. the plate. To me, that's an incredible, first of all, it's an incredibly good defensive team, but you've got young controllable talent. You've got, uh, you know, Yelich who gave you 270 last year and really kind of went on a tear there mid portion of the season. Maybe he can be back, and if you can save him and keep him healthy, and it looks like he's been balking up by his Instagram posts, that maybe offensively this whole thing really comes together if you can just get enough starting pitching. And then the other aspect of that is, and you you tell me if I'm wrong, but when you look at uh, you know Uribe, Piamps, and Devin Williams at the back end of that bullpen, if Uribe can heat it up and then Piamps comes in and bro- gives you the breaking stuff and then Devin Williams gives you both, You've got what I would consider to be, you know, maybe the younger version of the Nasty Boys going back to the Reds in 1990 when it's basically get us to the sixth inning and we're going to win a game. Yeah, I mean, I I could see that the bullpen, you know, you hope they are able to replicate what they did last year. My concern here, Bill, is the the starting rotation. I I think last year you went into one of you went into the baseball season with one of the best starting rotations in baseball with Woodruff and obviously with Burns. And he, he had Hauser in the mix too, who could give you some innings. Now you got those three guys gone. I think you you go into the post, you go into the uh, regular season here, spring training, and man, I mean, you're putting Freddie at the number one spot. Freddie's not a number one starter. The Brewers may say all they want that he's uh, that it's time for him to be a number one starter. I just don't think he is. He had a great second half last year, but you know, Miley is the number two guy. I think this starting rotation went from being one of the best in baseball. Yeah, I think it's in the bottom third. The you think it's in the bottom third uh, of all of baseball? Yeah, I mean because I, Miley's at least consistent. So good going into camp last year. Yeah, Miley's consistent. I don't know. You know, you got to have Freddie give you something, obviously. But man, I to be the bottom third of baseball. I, man, you know what though? I I can't I can't argue with that because we we there's a lot of unknowns there. There is. There's just so much. And you know, Wade Miley, 38, 39 years old. How long are we going to be continue to have him come here and 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 put up big numbers, quality starts? But we're right. asking now we're asking Wade Miley to be a top of the rotation type guy, a two starter on this team possibly. You right. know, one guy in the mix, um, and and he's got to be able to get the ball over the plate. Obviously, there's a, a kid by the name of Jacob Mazarowski who can you know he could sliders in the mid 90s, fastball 100, just got to be able to get it over the plate. Um, 
he's going to be in camp as a non-roster invitee. I don't think he'll make the roster. It's not his time just yet, but that's a guy in the future to, to watch out. Jacob Mizrowski, he, he performed well at every level he was at last year. He did great at, at, and was at, in Appleton. Um, but that's another guy. But so far, you look at the rotation, they've taken a major hit, just a major hit in that rotation. Yeah. And you were going back to the DH spot. You thought Yelich possibly could be DH, Bill. Well, they haven't signed Sanchez yet. And, I, you know, I think Sanchez and uh, Will Contreras, those two right there, along with uh, Reese Hoskins, will probably be taking up a lot of the DH spots because you know that Contreras, when he doesn't catch – he'll probably be doing some DHing like he did last year because you got to keep his bat in the lineup. Sanchez could do some DHing. And then, um, you know, Reese Hoskins, who's not great defensively at first base, he's going to get some time in the DH role. So, yeah, I get, I just, I just feel, I don't know. I don't see how much, how many bats there's going to be for Yelich at the DH spot. Now, are you excited for this team and the youth? And I thought last year when Sal Freely came up after Garrett Mitchell went down, he kind of ignited things and that youth and that exuberance. It, it was exciting baseball. I think the Reds, if they get any pitching, they're going to be a viable team because they've got so much offense. I don't think the Cubs, I think the Cubs are going to be maybe a, a third-place team. And then I think it's going to be, again, Pittsburgh and St. Louis, although I'm counting kind of St. Louis out and based upon what they did last year. But St. Louis hasn't gotten a whole lot better, and they got some aging guys. I, I've got them in Pittsburgh kind of battling it out for just behind the Cubs, so to speak. Do you see things that way? Yeah, I, I, it's funny. Um, I think this division, that's the, that's the one thing I think the Brewers have in their favor is it's such a weak division, and nobody's really gotten significantly better, and there's an opportunity for someone to take a stranglehold in this division. Just nobody has really done that talent-wise going in. So, yeah, I could see the Brewers winning this division, or finishing in fourth. Obviously, the Pirates are bringing up the rear in this division. They're just not going to be very good this year at all, Bill. But, yeah, the Brewers are going to be – I think they'll be in the mix. I, I think – and if and if they're not in the mix uh, by the trading deadline in July, I think you'll see Devin Williams get traded. Now, there has been some rumblings over the last week or so that the Yankees were interested in him, and you get a boatload of prob, uh, prospects in return. So, I don't know. I, I think if, once you get to the trading deadline – and they're not in it. If they're not in it, thank you. let's hope they are, obviously. But I think you're going to see some of these guys like Reese Hoskins and, and Devin Williams traded. So, okay, I I look at those guys possibly to be traded, but what do they do if, say, they are in it? Because I think they will be. I, I think they're going to be right there mm -hmm. near the top. I, I don't know how much they'll excel. I'm really hoping that the young guys – you know what I'm excited about, Chuck? I'm excited that they've got some pop. I'm excited that they've got some guys that can play station-to-station -station baseball, maybe take the extra base, give you some uh, you know alley shots, things like that. That it, We've got exciting brands of baseball that are going to be played, I believe, at American Family Field. So if they're in it – how much do you see this team going for it this year with the youth well, and such? It depends. You know, they, they, they've got a lot of prospects. Their, their, their baseball perspective has said they got the second-best farm system in baseball, and it's really, really good. I mean, you look at all the top 100s that they have in their farm system. Uh, you know, I think, you know, if you want to look down the road, Bill, probably they're going to need a starter, you know, and, that, and you're mm -hmm. obviously going to pay a high premium for a, a starting pitcher. Um, a good one, at least, um, if, you know, one with an expiring contract. But that's that's the only thing I'd see right now. But I, I'm with you. I think they're going to be – it's going to be a fun year, exciting year. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we're growing with young players. It's not like we're throwing a, you know, uh, a team that's 
have a bunch of 35 year old guys out there in their final days. We're, we're if we're going to lose, lose with young guys. And, you know, last year they won with a good combination of guys getting experience, guys getting valuable experience and veteran mm-hmm. players. So that could happen again. The pitching staff, the, the big question mark is the pitching staff was just so good and held its own. It was good going into camp and it was good during the season. So many quality starts. Can they do that again? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, before I let you go, uh, so you're heading out to Arizona. Is there any particular story you're looking for? Or it, to me, the biggest question, how the guys kind of get along with Pat Murphy and how Pat Murphy brings it all together? Because Craig Council had kind of a unique way of doing that. Yeah, and how Murphy's going to run his team. You know, he's already said out there to the the Milwaukee media, the, some of the guys who are I've been out there, you know, it's not all about him and, you know, it's about the team and I get that, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a different spin that he, you know, people like to think that him and Craig council are joined at the hip. Well, I mean, everybody's got their different philosophies on how to do things. So I I think he'll come out there. I think that's one of the most interesting things I'm going to find here in the next week. We'll find out as people sit down and talk to Murphy, what his idea of running a team is and, you know, number one, the chemistry was just so good in that locker room last year. And I think that's, I think by keeping Murphy as the manager and moving him a few inches over from the bench coach to the manager's job, I think that's what the front office wanted to do is keep that solid chemistry that the Brewers have had right. in the locker room. Cause that accounts for a few wins right there. Great stuff as always, Chuck. If they want to find all the information and everything you're going to be doing uh, via the podcast, Lockdown Brewers, and both here and out in Arizona, where do they find it? Well, when you're not listening to the Bill Michael Show, when you're not listening to the Bill Michael Show, <laughs> Preface, go yes. to Locked On Brewers on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major downloads. We're downloading. and trying to do it on a daily basis now here during spring training, but during the season, definitely. Um, Google, Spotify, Apple. And, of course, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Search Locked On Brewers. Please hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell button. It's all free. And we're there talking Brewers baseball. But, again, only when the Bill Michael Show is not on. There you have it. We got to do something together, man. We got to we got to do do something either in studio or, you know, we got this whole possibility of this TV thing going now because we're over on my twenty four. So maybe we'll do something there. We got to do something soon, man. Just yeah, you know what? It's it, funny. You know, I mentioned Shannon. Shannon said something the other day. She goes, "Yeah, when's the last time we hung out with Bill Michaels?" <laughs> right? I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. So yeah. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? This weekend, my kid is playing hockey in Madison. Ah! Ah. He's playing hockey at Madison. See, people see me running around the Suter Capital, um, uh, you know, the, whatever they call it over there. He plays against the Madison Capitals this yeah. weekend. Uh, the old Bob Suter Arena okay. the, out there towards Middleton. So I'll be hanging out there th- this weekend. Why? What's going on this weekend? We got a whole group doing? of friends. The group from Cincinnati's coming up. We got a whole bunch of friends oh. that are going down. We're meeting in Chicago. We're going to the House of Blues for 16 Candles to get 80s crazy. Oh. Your 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 February yeah. visit to sixteen candles, yes. Short no, of the I, hotel room, everything's covered. So they're they're paying, <laughs> you know, our our buddies are paying for everything. So it's awesome. Would love to would love to go. I know it's always a good uh, time. Phil, it's always a good got, time with you. I'd love to go. You're too busy. You yeah. got so much going like, on. Twelve year old hockey man has got a deal. <laughs> I'm almost an empty nester. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm hearing they would even play an Ario Speedwagon tune just to get you there. So yeah, keep that in the back of your mind if you decide to go. I, if, if I could, I would, man. You know that. All right. You know, but All right, buddy. I, I def, we definitely want to catch up with you soon, my friend. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Hopefully we see Bye you God. out there at spring training. All right. Talk to you, you soon. It. There see you go. It. That's our buddy Chuck Freeman joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. This portion of the program going to be brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing. Whether it's the Snow Pilot, it's the Lager, Boktoberfest, they got it all, including 
Cider Boys, some of the things they have for uh, point, uh, point sodas. And the Point Root Beer is really good, too. So they got all kinds of stuff that they're making right there. Stevens Point, Wisconsin. When you go into your local liquor stores, grocery stores, all the convenience stores, say, where's the Point? Point me to the Point. That's what you want to do. Brewing excellence since 1857. More of the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michaels Show. A couple of minutes before the top of the hour. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. We'll get back into some Packers chatter coming up here in a little bit. Kurt Hogue is going to join us a little bit later on. When's Kurt coming on? Grant, do you have an idea or do we know yet? Yeah, quarter after 12, 12.15. So we got about uh, 20 minutes. Kurt Hogue is going to join us. Good stuff. So we're going to do uh, we're going to do that too. Got a lot of baseball chatter going on. Pitchers and catchers throwing now. Feeling good about that. You know what we need to touch base with? Is our buddy Kevin Holden from CBS 58. He's probably heading out in that direction, too. Kevin's always uh, a big fan. Kevin is like the ultimate baseball fan. He will hit. I think Kevin has been to every major league park and probably the majority of minor league baseball parks throughout the country and just is is just a, beyond a baseball enthusiast. So we'll, uh, we'll, we've got to get him on the program, too. Maybe we'll uh, round out the week with him tomorrow if we can. I don't know where he's at. He's, he travels on a whim, too. I mean, his wife, they do these deals. I don't know how they get them. But they do these deals where, like, one day he's on the news and I'm watching him, and the next day all of a sudden, boom, they're, they're in Germany. I, you know, or they're, you know, like in Nevada somewhere at some minor league baseball park cheering on a, the Toros or something. I have no idea. They're just – they're all over the place. So um, so we'll see if we can't uh, track down Kevin Holden either tomorrow or uh, next week as well. So we got all that coming up too. Uh, but we'll talk some more baseball. We'll talk some more Packers because I do want to get back to Mike from Rockford about what kind of a difference uh, or deterrent it could be to change coordinators. And on one hand, he's completely correct if you didn't hear the phone call. When you talk about, you know, well, it's tough, guys have to learn, and how long is it going to take to get indoctrinated, this and that. On the other hand, as I started to discuss, there's some also reasons to be positive about a change. And we'll get into that uh, coming up after the top of the hour as well. So, that's good also. Uh, Mike says, by the way, yeah, uh, the youth, great move. Uh, and he says that I believe the youth is going to be very telling on this team. It energizes the veterans, that's for sure. Speaking of that, I just got, it was funny, we're talking about to the veterans. And uh, where, where did it go? Uh, I want to go back. Where did it go? I just got a note. Um, uh, okay, it's from uh, from the Cardinals writer. And it's from uh, John Denton. John Denton says, uh, while doing the final uh, dissection of the 2023 season, uh, they started talking about a lot of the older guys, the free agents, Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, uh, three pitchers with proven track records, the mental dependently, blah, 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 on and on and on. But they talk about uh, the problem with adding experienced veterans, however, is that those players most often tend to be not only on the wrong side of 30, but also up in their terms of baseball years. But they're looking at this season as, quote, just another group of numbers. So I want to talk about that, too, because for those who feel like all of a sudden they have all these veteran arms and all these guys are going to be so good when it comes to the Cardinals. Cardinals got a lot of age on that team. We'll talk about that as well when we come back. So uh, stick around. We'll talk some Packers, talk some more baseball. Got a lot more coming up. A lot more coming up. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's right around the corner right after this.